Hey, Seattle hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm coming to you from the future. That's right, I have arrived safely to Beijing, China, where I'll be covering the Winter Olympics and our boy, Matty Beniers, as he suits up for the U.S. national team. More on that later, but let's get into the Seattle Kraken team. They just lost a game the other day. I was in the air as they were taking on the New York Rangers. Just missed them while I was back in my hometown. And the Seattle Kraken just missed out on getting a win in regulation, maybe even just some points on the board. So we're going to break down how that went down coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey again, Seattle hockey fans. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken. Uh, My schedule's been a little wonky here, but we are back and ready, and I should have, I think I got the time zone things figured out, so we should be rocking and rolling. And as I said, I am here in Beijing, China, covering the 2022 Winter Olympics. We'll have a lot more on that. I'll talk about a little bit of that later on in the show, so stick around if you want to know what the hashtag content is going to look like. But as promised, let's get into this game. Seattle takes another loss. Uh, You know, they... We're doing all right there. Uh, Got some points in Pittsburgh. We saw that game. And these games, whether wins or losses, have really just been about how the Seattle Kraken are going to show up. And if you hear Dave Haxtell after the game, he likes how his team showed up. A few things from what Dave Haxtell said. The Seattle Kraken are feeling like they're starting to play better hockey. And... I think there's some truth to that. It's just a little bit frustrating because the the result that they want, which is wins and points on the board, is not quite coming. But you got to remember, this is a New York Rangers team, obviously an original six franchise, so there's a lot more history and culture here. I'm willing to forgive that and excuse that. Now, something else that uh, Dave Haxtell was asked a lot about, and I just want to take a look here, um, because he was asked... He was asked about shots, uh, as were all of the players. Shots on goal. So shots on goal, 42 shots on net for the Seattle Kraken, where it was the inverse for the New York Rangers. But it was Shesterkin who had a great, great, great performance for the New York Rangers. I'm going to scroll down here. He faced 33 shots, um, even strength, and... Put away 32 of them. I mean, that's a goaltender that's just really feeling it. Now, you know, the Seattle Kraken, and I've talked about this before, and I'm kind of going on more clips than anything. I haven't been able to sit and watch this full game yet. But um, I do know that the Seattle Kraken have been playing a pretty direct offensive game now they can get fancy every once in a while they can certainly they certainly have players that can snipe but generally speaking the Seattle Kraken haven't really evolved yet to be a team that's going to be 
consistently gritty and looking for those garbage goals. And they're not necessarily a a physical or, you know, a a team that is going to game plan and and get too many tips in front of the net, generally speaking. Now, we've seen it in pockets, but it's not like an everyday thing where you have a one-two combo where you know when those two connect – Good things are going to happen. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like Jonna Curtis and Allie Thunstrom for the Minnesota Whitecaps or anything like that, you know. So um, there's some work there that needs to be done. So the shots, on the one hand, getting those type of shots up. We've talked about the evolution of the Seattle Kraken before. Getting those many shots up is definitely an improvement. Now the next evolution is now that you're comfortable getting shots on net is making sure that you're elevating the the quality of shot on a more consistent basis. Again, this was a hot goaltender that they ran into when playing the blue shirts in New York. In New York, so there's not too much that you're necessarily going to do about that. Another thing that I found interesting. And Yanni Gord, I'll play that clip in just a minute, but Yanni Gord held true and held tight on this line as well. And that is not wanting to talk about the Keandre Miller goal that was the game-winning goal and deciding goal in the game. I think that's so interesting. I've been, if you've been listening to the last handful of episodes that I've I've been able to record before I traveled, I've been giving a lot of credit to Dave Haxtell uh, for keeping it real with his team. But I found it so interesting that both Yanni Gord and Dave Haxtell didn't want to talk about that goal. And maybe they're tired of the storyline. And you know what? There's a part of me that is too. I'm tired of talking about response goals. I even made a joke about it with uh, Josh Eastern. He calls um, Premier Hockey Federation PHF games with me. And we were joking around about response goals. And the Seattle Kraken can definitely score within two minutes of their of giving up a goal to their opponent. But oftentimes, they're also scored on within two minutes of getting their own goal. So... Uh, response goals, also, you know, getting, giving up goals like seconds late into regulation into a period. That's tough. That's that backbreaking stuff that even in a game like this, where the Seattle Kraken did enough things to definitely show improvement. Those are the types of things that we continue to see the Seattle Kraken struggle with. And that's what's making this season difficult. You know, I saw an article in passing. I haven't read it yet, but we'll probably talk about it later in the week. You know, it's like the Seattle Kraken have 14 wins on the season. Like what's going wrong? And I'm like, well, if you listen to Locked on Kraken. Now, is it things going wrong? Again, this is a an expansion team. We keep talking about it. Everyone knew that the Seattle Kraken were going to have to come into their own. If anything, it's the lack of consistency that has really bugged. It's been the bugaboo for the Seattle Kraken, especially on defense. Now, you know me. I'm an eye test person. I'm a defense person. So I'm always going to talk about defense. I do think that Philip Grubauer is starting to get into a little bit better of a groove. Um, But Philip Grubauer getting comfortable with the Seattle Kraken team has taken a little bit of time. And that's to be expected. Speaking of Philip Grubauer... He saw 21 shots, even strength, was able to make 19 of those saves on those 21 shots. Solid performance from Grubauer. You know, um, again, I'm looking more so, I was looking more so at the replay and the box score, so I can't speak too particularly to that, but it's definitely something that, generally speaking, I keep a pretty close eye on. So that's what we got coming up 
tomorrow, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken, uh, I will have a game day preview as the Seattle Kraken are going to stay on the East Coast. They're East Coast chilling, and they're going to be visiting the Boston Bruins. And for those... Who don't know? The Boston Bruins have a new number up in the rafters. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to talk a little bit more about what you can expect for Olympic coverage. We have some pretty cool stuff coming up. And then we'll close out the show where I will give you a, one of the segments that I did with Ann Kimmel before I left the United States. And we're going to talk about the USA sled hockey team. That roster has been announced. So we told you we were going to squad cast it up or ooh, squid cast and gave me that. I don't know how I feel about it. Let's talk about it. But we're going to talk about what to expect now that I, your host of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala, I'm in Beijing. So, of course, we're going to talk Olympic hockey, women's, men's sled hockey. That's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if your New Year's resolution includes getting healthier, being more fit, then you're going to want to include Built Bar into your repertoire. Now, we're talking about a protein bar that tastes like none other. We're getting away from those chalky, chemical kind of tasting, aftertaste uh, protein bars. And instead we're going with built bar, which is 100% covered in chocolate. It has fun flavors like cherry bar, sia, coconut almond, double chocolate, one of my favorites and on and on and on. And the best thing is that every built bar, again, 100% covered in chocolate comes in around 130 calories, 17 grams of proteins, only four net carbs and four grams of sugar per bar. So at Locked On, what we want you to do is head over to Built.com, and when you use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your next order at Built.com. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built Bar. Happy snacking. As promised, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Olympics. So first of all, let me just tell you, I lost an entire day traveling to Beijing, China. Now, how does that work? Well, first of all, if you've been following the show, I believe I've mentioned before that I was actually supposed to travel out of New York. I was hoping to get some coverage of that game against the Rangers when the Seattle Kraken were in town, but um, my flight got rerouted. They canceled all of the flights that were... Uh, they canceled... They canceled all of the flights out of uh, New York. Coming to Beijing, China. And for those who are not maybe following me on social media, definitely on Instagram, follow me at Sports Talk ELA. I'll, uh, you know, put something up here so you got it. But um, I had to go out of L.A., so I was uh, in the Midwest, came to Florida to do some women's hockey stuff. From Florida, I went to New York where I thought I was, or excuse me, from Florida, I went to Boston uh, for the Willie O'Ree retirement, the D Jersey retirement. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Then from Boston, I went to New York where I thought I was going to be until I left to come here for, to Beijing. Nope. While I was in Boston, they told me that my flight got rerouted. So then I had just a handful of days to change all of my logistics, 
hop on a plane, get to LA, get all my COVID testing that I needed to do before I left. It was a grind. I am just so thankful that I got here. Thank you to all of you who have supported my uh, fundraising efforts, who are reading my stories, which are helping commission a lot of this trip. I appreciate you. So anyway, uh, I got here to Beijing. I'm here. We're going to do the thing. I'm in conversation with USA Hockey. I have their uh, practice schedule. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll let you know um, that in the, in the next handful of days, we're going to get ready for the women's tournament because they start before the opening ceremonies. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about USA Finland and get you ready for that tournament. Um, then... The, the men's team, they're kind of, unlike the women's team where they were all together, the men's team, and I know I talked about this before, but they're kind of flying through different little pocket areas. So, and just knowing my own logistics, I mean, it's kind of all over the place. And it's, it is what it is, especially with COVID and some of the restrictions in Hong Kong and mainland China. But, um, Hoping for the best. I will talk more about the men's team as we get closer to their arrival time because then they'll have practices. But I'll be, I'm set to go to my first set of practices for the women's national team this week. So I'm definitely going to talk about that. But I mentioned Ann Kimmel and she and I are going to talk in the next segment. But Ann and Rachel Donner will be co-hosting a a special uh, that is just on the Olympics for the Locked On NHL channel. And of course, your girl, your host of Locked On Kraken, is going to make an appearance there as well. So if you're not already subscribed or following or listening to Locked On NHL, make sure you do that because we are going to have special coverage of the Olympic tournaments, including sled hockey. Yes, Ann and I are going to make sure we do that, which is what's coming up next. But uh, make sure you tuned in there. I think we're going to have a lot of fun stuff. I already have confirmed with uh, the USOC that I am expected at the opening ceremony. I am super excited to go to the opening ceremony. I feel like there's going to be emotions. I'm going to cry. I'm also probably going to freeze my buns off. Okay. Your girl don't like being cold. I I know I took some inventory on what I should pack. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I probably didn't pack enough. So I'm just going to wear everything that I did pack. Hoodies, under undergarments, under armor, uh, wool, merino, merino wool socks. I have an electric, here it is, I'm, I'm charging it right now, an electric hand warmer. I also have the regular hand warmers. I'm going to be packed. Uh, I'm going to wear everything that I have so I don't freeze my buns off for the opening ceremonies. But what a joy, what an honor it's going to be to be there live for an opening ceremonies. And, uh, then we get to talk about it right here on Locked on Kraken. And of course, when I'm making some special cameos on the Olympic special over at Locked on NHL. So that's what's coming again tomorrow on Locked on Kraken. We're going to talk about the game day preview. I'm going to get you ready for Kraken at Bruins. I'm also going to talk a little bit more about my experience at the Willie O'Ree retirement, Jersey retirement ceremony, which was in conjunction with the Carnegie Initiative. And um, we'll probably talk a little bit about the Black Hockey History Truck. You see me wearing my American Legacy Network stuff uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but I got to talk to Anson Carter about some cool stuff that he's doing. So we're going to talk a little bit about that 
tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, of course, well, Wednesday for you, <laughs> we'll recap what we saw for uh, Kraken at Bruins. And then, of course, we got to get ready for All-Star. We got to get ready for the All-Star weekend in the NHL. The the Vegas is kind of doing things. They've, they've got some uh, interesting things planned and they've got some uh, retired oh, oh, women's hockey Olympians coming through. So that's, I'm kind of giving you a rundown of what to expect, but more on that later on this show, more on that later this week. Uh, but so you're going to get it all. Look at you. Look at us here on Locked on Kraken. We're going to talk about the Seattle Kraken. We're going to follow the men's team through the eyes of of our top prospect. It's just, I cannot tell you how excited I am. I'm rested up. I'm almost acclimated to this time zone and we are going to crush Seattle hockey coverage even while I'm in Beijing. But uh, coming up next, as I said, I'm going to take you over to my conversation with Ann Kimmel because I got to get you ready for the Paralympics as well. So this is, we're, I'm going to break up this interview. So part one of this uh, interview with Ann Kimmel, uh, the continued series of our conversation about the Paralympics. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to another squad cast. Can you tell how much I love chatting with Ann Kimmel, co-host of Locked on Predators. She's back once again, and we are going to get you ready for Beijing 2022 Paralympic style. That's what's coming up on this squad cast of your two favorite Locked on NHL shows, Locked on Predators and Locked on Kraken. All right, hockey fans, once again, thank you for listening to Locked on Predators and or Locked on Kraken and making it your first listen of the day. I am host of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala, joined once again by the amazing Ann Kimmel, co-host of Locked on Predators. Ann, what's good with you today? <laughs> I am so, I have to tell you, I am so excited to be back chatting with you again. Love when we get to Squadcast together and you know that I am over the top crazy excited to talk all things sled hockey. So I can't wait. I know you are and we are so <laughs> lucky to have you as the resident expert for the Locked On NHL show for all things sled hockey. And as promised, because we've squad casted not once but twice before, so this makes thrice talking about the sled hockey team in particular. And as promised to all of our fans, this third installment is coming after the official announcement of the roster. So, Anne, as the resident expert, let's go through that roster. Who are some of the names that we absolutely expected? Are there any mm -hmm. players that are making some milestones? And who are some of the new and upcoming names? And of course, we want to know, was there any foul play or some players that we expected to see that we will not see in Beijing? Give yeah, and we want it all. You want the scoop? Well, I am happy to give you the scoop. I'm so excited that the official uh, announcement was made recently. There are 17 players on the U.S. Uh, Paralympic team, 
we have a great combination. I look at this roster and I'm so excited about it because this is such a great combination of veteran presence with some new, fresh kind of energy for the Paralympics as well. So I think it's going to be great. Of course, we want to start with the captain, Josh Spuds Pauls, as they call him. They call him Spuds and Spudsy, and he seems to like it. That's something that we're going to have to sit down with Josh and talk about. But uh, he is back. This is going to be, believe it or not, his fourth Paralympic competition. And he is the captain. He's returning captain for his second captaincy uh, for the Paralympic Games. Josh is a defenseman. Um, and it just no surprise at all that Josh is, of course, on this team and the captain of this team. He is loved. He is respected. Um, and what's really interesting about this sled hockey roster is it's such a broad range of ages. So you have players from 17 years old to 40 years old on this. Um, and Josh really captains the team well and gets the respect and and really um, has such a great handle on the pulse of this team. So, of course, Josh Paul's returning, not a surprise at all. We have some other returning veterans, too. Um, you know, in the NHL in men's hockey have their Leon Dreisaitl and their Connor McDavid that play together. Now, Perhaps the team is not as successful as, you know, what that pairing would leave one to believe. But sled hockey, too, has their dry sidle McDavid combination of Declan Farmer and Brody Roybal. And, of course, kind of the joke when I interviewed some of the sled hockey players was, you know, we all have to try out every year. Well, except these two guys, you know, we know they're going to be on the team. <laughs> So Brody Roybal and Declan Farmer are forwards. They are two of the best sled hockey players all around. They're all around game in the entire world. So if you talk sled hockey to anybody in any other country, they are going to know the names Declan Farmer and Brody Roybal. Um, Brody Roybal is known for his speed um, and his physicality. He is not afraid to hit and does so with more delight than I think is probably appropriate. But so it was no surprise, of course, to see Declan Farmer and Brody Roybal on the roster. Everybody expected that. Everybody in the sled hockey world expected that. Of course, there were some other familiar names, Ralph de Quebec, Noah Groves, Josh Mashevitz. So we've got um, a lot of guys that are back who have had Paralympic experience. We have a lot of guys who have had international experience. There are six rookies to the Paralympics, but only three um have had no international, big international competition experience. So that's kind of exciting because there really are some that are coming into the Paralympics having not competed even at Worlds. So it's a little bit exciting when you see these young, you know, these rookies coming in. And a few of them are young, Erica. We got some young ones on this team. <laughs> okay. Yes to the youth movement and the young mm -hmm. blood to see that. And so actually going to talk a little bit in the show what to expect from this USA team in the Paralympic Games uh, based off of what happened at the last Paralympics and as you just mentioned world championships we know for everyone that is entering this winter Olympic cycle everything from qualifiers to even practice and training schedules have been highly and heavily compromised because of of the pandemic coronavirus. So we're going to talk about that and what that means for USA. It is always a delight to talk to Ann Kimmel. And I 
cannot ex- I cannot ex- fully express how excited I am that Rachel and I get to usher in. We get to usher and into the women's Olympic tournament and women's hockey. I should say we get to usher her into women's hockey through the Olympic tournament. And I know I mentioned it before, but I can't say enough that we have you covered. We're going to have experts. I should say really Anne and Rachel are going to have experts from the women's hockey tournament, from the men's hockey tournament to talk all things Olympics, including myself, who's got boots on the ground. I don't know anyone else who's doing it like we're doing it or how I'm going to be doing it for Locked on Kraken. So this is really your opportunity. We're going to go whole hog, as they say. We're diving in to Olympic coverage here on the Locked on NHL uh, network. And that includes talking about the Paralympics. So here, um, so I was so thankful for Anne to join me uh, once again. And it's always a delight. We're going to have a good time. And, uh, you know, you, you can probably tell it comes through when we're talking. And then we add Rachel into the mix and some other special guests. And it's going to be a good time. That's all I've got for the show for today. Tomorrow, we're going to preview game day as the Seattle Kraken get ready to take on the Boston Bruins. I'll also talk about my experience at the Willie O'Ree Jersey retirement. Uh, Willie was not able to attend personally, but it was still a fantastic job. Well done. Stick taps to the Boston Bruins for that. But we uh, that's about all we're giving your credit for. Oh, yeah, that's it. Tomorrow, we are enemies, not friends. But I'll break down all of that as always. I hope you are having a happy, having a healthy. And uh, remember, it's all about holding fast, staying true, and saying with your whole chest, let's go cracking. I'll see you tomorrow, which is Tuesday for you, but it'll already be Wednesday in Beijing. Bye.